welcome to the second episode of the Indian Board Game Podcast. Yes, I'm Ronak and this is Priyam. Yay, so we have received so much positive response from everyone ever since we've announced about our podcast. It's overwhelming. Yes, and podcast and people were thinking, okay, board game podcast, this is something new then we, we should definitely look forward to it. Uh, so we have received a lot of love from our friends and family and also we've put out their, uh, you know, asking people suggestions about our podcast yeah, and we received people have been really really helpful they have given us some great suggestions about things they would like to hear so since today is our second episode we'll be covering something really interesting which is gateway games top 10 gateway games which you should, you should introduce to your uh, friends gateway and family games. so what are gateway games okay gateway games are the games which are which we want people to play to introduce them to the world of board games Okay so you are probably an experienced board gamer and you have all these friends that you want to convert right and people do not have much knowledge or experience and mostly new comers are not very recipient to uh, the idea of heavy games or something that has a lot of rules takes a lot of time so we need some games like to form a bridge right to help them yes. get into it yes so if somebody comes and asks me ronak do you should i play scythe because it has beautiful mechs and i i, scythe I, is the I best. love the i love the board and all that and i'll say <laughs> hold on hold on calm down and take this game and which is sushi go and other games and then first play this and then you wanted to play scythe that you gave them sushi go of course they can't <laughs> handle scythe okay nobody can handle the scythe all right yeah so basically it is a gateway and entry into the world of board gaming the vast world brother would you like to run us through what are the important things a good gateway game should have okay so according to me good gateway game should have three things The first thing is less rules. Nobody wants rules a lot. Nobody yeah. if you if you are playing a board game for 30 minutes and the first 15 minutes goes in rules then you should probably not play that people game. People quit. People quit during rule session. They like ye mere liye nahi hai main ja raha hu. Exactly. <laughs> so less rules. Second, it should be a short game. Don't keep it too long. Don't make the first time board gamers get too much involved in yeah, the game they get fatigued you know and they they'll probably fatigued. never play it again which yes. is a very big fear because the most they have spent playing a board game is 15 minutes or 20 minutes playing ludo or playing some other game yeah or play they play something like monopoly that is so familiar to them that they don't mind spending a little time but that comes after a while of playing monopoly the game monopoly is hardly right? any rules it's roll and move so yeah. then you you don't have to think a lot you just have to roll and you have to move that's true so less rules um short game what's the third point less decision making okay yeah. so i i know a lot of people might frown upon this but then for gateway gamers you don't want them to make a lot of decisions through their turn so the some there are some games which gives you a lot of options in your turn you can do this you can do that you yeah, can do, you can do one out things. of six things one out of six things <laughs> so some games which we are listing in this uh, list have only one out of two or one out of four things to do yep. all right not too much so that's it, what it prevents people from like having to think too much which yes. is a really a big issue with new people yes. right they do and they do they engage in a lot of ap which is a technical <laughs> term for taking too much time what it, does ap stand for on ap stands for analysis paralysis oh. and it also stands for a lot of uh, 
you know, pain from your fellow gamers <laughs> because they'll give you a hell if you think a lot in your term and then you end up making ba- a bad decision because you don't want to be the so you, person in the group. Yep, you want hmm. less rules, you want a small game gets over quickly, there shouldn't be way too many options to make decisions from, right? Preferably there should be a theme, even some abstract games work really well though as gateway games. So, right. yeah, should, should we get right into it? Yes, let's start. Let's go. Drum rolls. Okay, introducing you to number 10. Number 10 is... Onitama. Okay, Onitama is an amazing game which is similar to chess but a lot of people have said it's a faster chess. Yeah, so it's a two-player game. Takes roughly 15 to 20 minutes to play. Uh, It's produced by Arkane Wonders. Yes. And um, it is an abstract strategy game, right? But the theme, they've tried to put on the theme and it sounds very interesting because they've made the miniatures, the pieces as Japanese-style students and teachers who are martial artists. Yep. So whenever... It's a really good-looking game as well, right? It's got a really cute, small board, well-packaged. And um, hmm. it's, it, it doesn't look intimidating to someone playing for the first time. Also, it's got a very similar look to chess. So, yes. yeah, if you have a friend who's fond of chess, you could be like, let me show you some more strategy. Or, or a friend who's not fond of chess, <laughs> you can introduce them to Onitama because yeah. it has simple decision-making. It has only two different types of pawns. Yeah, one the, the rules master take the like two, three, four minutes to explain and uh, it gets going really fast. Yes. Yep. So, Onitama is at number 10. Let's go to number 9. And number 9 is <laughs> Krakalakin Poker Royal. Yes, Krakalakin Poker Royal is one of the favorite games for uh, first-time players. And I would definitely recommend it as a gateway go- board game. Because all you need are those cards. Yep, and so it says poker, right? So this is like... It's basically like a party game and it's nothing like poker except <laughs> for the bluffing part. Yes. It's nothing like poker but except for the bluffing part. Priyam, that's what poker is about. It's all about bluffing. Yeah, but other than that, the mechanics are different. This is like a fun game. You're just given a huge number of cards in your hand. I love the theme because there are seven different types of critters in the game. Yeah. There's fly, rat, cockroach, etc, etc, etc. And what you have to do is, so there's no one uh, winner in the game. There's But there's one loser. That's the best part. That's the best part. So, so now, amongst all the friends circle I have, yep. we don't care who wins, but we care who loses. Yep. And this game can take two to six players. So if you have like a group of friends, a small group, and it is so much fun. Every time yeah. you introduce this to them, initially they look a little confused, but as they start getting the game and they realize they're making a fool out of their friends, you can see the <laughs> evil in their eyes. It's beautiful. Isn't that what we all want? <laughs> it is. It is so beautiful. I love this game. Yeah. It's always a hit whenever we introduce it, right? But moving from friendship to love oh transition level transition yes <laughs> so what what is this game love this letter this game the new number 8 is called love letter love letter all the eligible young men seek to vow the princess of tempest unfortunately she has locked herself in the palace and you must rely on others to take your romantic letters to her will yours reach her first Mine will definitely not. <laughs> because maybe the reason she's locked herself is because she's forgotten the key. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm trying to work the theme here. You're the one who enjoys all the storytelling stuff, right? So, Love Letter yeah. is a two to four player card game. Basically, all about hand management and... Um, and deduction. So, the game is mostly about deducing who what... what the other player has their in their, in their hand. Yep. And you are given a list of cards and you need to make sure that 
you know you eliminate people like in love you eliminate yeah. other people <laughs> and try to give your it's a really fast paced game and people yes. pick it up pretty easily because there's a little sheet that gives you a reference of what card is what so people pick it up and the rounds go really fast it works excellent yeah. with even if you get players. eliminated quickly there are multiple rounds which is really good yeah that's love letter always a okay. hit with people all right moving on from love coming to <laughs> You did not run out. Yes, coming. Sir, what Ronak is trying to say? <laughs> okay, number seven, we have bang the dice game. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's all funny right. how that happened, but yes. Oh yes, of course. Okay, so in bang the dice game, not it's like not you what you're thinking. List. It's not. <laughs> it's not what you're thinking. Bang the dice game is all about. the classical western uh, american west theme american right? west yes and there is it's the classic like battle between the laws and the outlaws yes the laws and the yes perfectly yes, put yes perfectly there's, there's put. a sheriff there's a deputy and there's yes. all these outlaws trying to get rid huh. of the so sheriff so what what priyam is trying to say that each each player in the game takes a role of one of these uh, people who who have teams and it's a semi cooperative game so yeah. you have you are either given the role or you you can get get one of three roles the first role is the good guys which is the sheriff side second is the outlaws which are the bad people and third are the renegades now renegades have a convoluted plan they have to kill everybody but in a fashion in 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 an order yeah. so, so you can be anything and it's really fun depending on what role you get you also get like a personal character which gives you your own um, abilities so what this game does is is introducing you to dice rolling games in general which is really cool it's introducing to games that have a lot of characters a lot of decision making based on your dice roll so it's really nice it it up to 3 to 8 players right so that's mm. a lot of people and when you have a big group it's always a great time right yes. Yes. so bang at number 7 number 6 number 6 is an amazing imaginative game called as dixit Dixit. Okay. So you've probably seen or heard of Dixit in recent times if you've been introduced to board games because it's very popular amongst people who like visually pleasing and creative games and storytelling games. Storytelling. So yes. yeah, and it's a three to six player game. Takes about thirty minutes to play. You've just got a bunch of cards which a lot of. abstract you may say random imagery on it good artwork great artwork anybody priyam who sees the, uh, the cards in my cafe immediately gets attracted towards the cards and they say what is this game about and that is one of the interesting things about some good gateway games yeah. that they get people interested the onlookers are really interested in what the yeah when you see someone else playing it and you're like i want to play that you know what also i love about dixit those little bunnies You know the little bunnies that you move as your character. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool, and it's a really creative game. Hmm. Also, you get to like judge your friends and everything. So, yeah. So it's it's more of a game you play with people you know. So it gets really fun. It gets really interesting. Yes. All right. So we'll take a short break and we'll come back with our next top five. All right, welcome back to a top ten list of gateway board games. So at number five, uh, we couldn't reach a consensus between us, so we decided to put them both there. They're similar games, but actually quite different. So I voted for Resistance, and I voted for Saboteur. Saboteur. Okay, so these two, both of them are games where you're either on the good team or the bad team, and you're trying to like pass the mission or fail the mission. There are right? hidden roles. There are hidden roles. The bad guys 
can you know see what the other people are the doing. The bad guys can sabotage. That's why it's called saboteur, Priyam. Okay. Yeah, but the resistance. The resistance. <laughs> so resistance is this really great group game. It's like a party game. Really good to introduce a big bunch of people at the same time into a new game. So does saboteur. Saboteur also <laughs> does the same thing. So so let me just say a few things about resistance. It's based off like similar mechanics as like mafia and werewolf, but this is so much. cooler it has perfected the mechanics 5 to 10 players a lot of social deduction we've had some really fun games a lot of backstabbing which i clearly love and <laughs> <laughs> so resistance is fantastic and sabotage hmm. is too i mean i won't debate it what do you think i think sabotage is better but fine fine i can see why those games are similar i can see why the roles are really nice and i can see how somebody who is a first timer can pick up the game i can understand that uh, it might take some time for people to know all the rules of the game and how can because since i've seen people don't pick it up uh, as easily as they picked up the other games but it's really fun and it introduces you into social deduction games yeah sabotage is that game where we have Dwarves trying to build a path to the gold, and there are saboteurs who do not want them to do that. Sabotage it. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's really cool. We've seen so much lies, so much deceit. Yeah, I like. So yeah, fun. both of these games are amazing, and they help you work in teams, uh, yeah. either for the good side or bad side. So every game is different. They don't take more than thirty minutes to finish. Yeah. So there you have number five social deduction. Okay, number games. four. Number four. It's one of our favorite games of all time, it's and we agreed on this that it's Splendor. Splendor. Splendor is an amazing game where all the players are gemstone merchants. Yes, two and to four player. There are cards. There's economics. You have set collection. And you collect these chips. You also the chips have resource management. The chips are beautiful. The yeah. cards are beautiful. Oh, it's lovely! It's lovely. Every person I've ever introduced Splendor to absolutely loves it. They come back to it at the end of the game. They're like, "Yar, ek aur baar khelte hai," you know. <laughs> uh, Splendor is absolutely great to introduce strategy. Yes. You know, it, it it's it's got very similar mechanics to a lot of other games we've played, which are way heavier. But Splendor, on the other hand, takes only thirty five forty minutes to play. Amazing with two to four players, it works well with two as well as four players. Yeah. So that that's a very good thing. Two, three, four, and it's beautifully made. Amazing to introduce to. Yeah, I perf- I think it's a people. perfect gateway game, man. If this was my own list, it would be number one. <laughs> yeah, that's why I am here, Priya. Yeah. That's why I am here. <laughs> All right, so Splendor, please make sure you try it out and make your new board gaming friends try out Splendor. It'll yeah. definitely be a hit. You communicate it to them that okay, this is one of the best games for them, and make them play it. Yes. Communication. We are talking about communication. Priya. Oh my god! What the is our number three? Just keep getting better. What is our number three? Number three is code names. The code names. Two rival spy masters know the secret identities of twenty-five agents. Their teammates only know the agents by their code names. Exactly. So it's the job of the spy masters to make sure that teammates first get all their team members. So the best part about this game is that it's a team game. It's a team game. It's a team game. So you have like an even number of people. You split them up, and uh, it's always a great time. In fact, it's played best when you are good friends. When your friends are there, because you're like you you have this telepathic connection. However, I've also I also uh, noticed that uh, the the game is also a good icebreaker. So if you are playing with strangers, you also yeah. get to know that how they think and how you should think. And I, you know, you that you have that aha moment. Oh, yeah. she's trying to tell me. Code this. Names is amazing. It has won so many awards. It it got 
the Spiel des Jahres 2016, right? And 2015, it was the best um, party game, best family game, uh, according to Golden Geek Awards. And it's, I, you can only see why, you know, people love it. Sometimes everyone's bored of other games and it was like, chalo, saath mein kuch karte hai. And you just whip out code names and you put everybody into teams and you watch the fun. And you, it takes a lot of energy because some people start, you know, trying to distract other people. And some people try to give rotten clues <laughs> like Ronak here that nobody yes. gets. A genius is never identified in his own generation. All right. So yeah. code names at number three. But Let's what go. happens when you make a lot of ruckus and when, when you are, uh, you know, you is feel tired. Is this another transition thing? Yes, it is. Because you feel hungry. Getting real tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, number, number two, two. Priyam, what's, what's our number two? Sushi Go. So, Sushi Go. It's two, a two to, to five, five player. player game. Takes about 15 minutes or so. The rules are really easy to explain because it works on the chief mechanics of card drafting. And yes. So, card drafting is seen in so many heavy games. It's a minor part in those games, but the entire game of Sushi Go revolves around it. Yes, card drafting is a, is a way in order to reserve a card from your hand of cards and pass on all the cards to the other player. Now, you will also get uh, passed on some cards from the player who is before you yep. and you have to keep on drafting cards. This is a very popular mechanic and very famous way to, because a lot of the popular games have these uh, in them as part of their game. Yeah, and Sushiko is very basic, easy to understand. The artwork is so cute. The only reason I even tried it out is because I saw someone playing it and I saw the little cute sushi, the, the nigiri. Have you seen the nigiri? It's adorable. <laughs> you just don't want to eat but it. But that's what makes it a good gateway game because A, it's simple to learn. B, it is attractive enough. Yeah, hooks you in. And it doesn't take a lot of time to think what you have to do and less decision making is involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's even the bigger version called Sushi Go Party, right? Oh, yeah. It has a big brother called as Sushi Go Party and it is beautiful with and it plays more people. So it can play up to eight people. Sushi and Go. it has a lot more variations. Every yes. game is different. Really fun. So Sushi Go deserves the second spot on this because yes. it's just the amount of popularity we've seen for this. Popularity game. and easy to carry also. It comes in this beautiful tin it's box. It's so cute. Which is such an Everything about it is cute. So, yes. Alright, so we've reached almost the end. Come back after the break to find out what's at number one. <laughs> Welcome back. So before we hit number one, let's take a minute to go through the honorable mentions. The ones that almost made the list. Right? Almost. Mostly almost. mostly my suggestions, but Ronak's mean. He just won't let me put my suggestions on the list. I'm not mean, Priyam. I'm average. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to laugh at that. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so honorable mentions. First one, let's go to Jaipur. Really fun two-player game. Easy to understand. Once people understand it, they cannot stop playing it. Yes. That's a beautiful trading game where both the players are traders in Jaipur. Yes, and there's and, camels and there's yes. fun goods. And there's gold and diamonds Yay. and silver. So if you're two people looking for a game to play amongst yourselves, Jaipur is fantastic. Uh, next one, we have Deep Sea Adventure. Amazing theme again. Where people are scuba divers and they want to get treasure. And come back before the oxygen runs Best out. Best part is got a little tiny box and you can carry it anywhere with yes, you. Yes, It also falls in micro games. Micro games. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Some okay, next is Patchwork. Patchwork, 
another great game for two people really fun that isn't way too much thinking like it's a more casual game you relax between two people we played usually as fillers in between games as well filler games yes. patchwork really good game um visually also really pretty because you're making these quilts right out of little mm. pieces then we have king of tokyo yes and i had to literally stop priyam from putting it in the list because she's crazy behind this yes game. of course ron yeah <laughs> you go tell people that king of tokyo has it shows the evil sides of people they will gang up on you with anybody and try to kick you out of tokyo it's a really evil game it's got, it's another dice rolling game where yeah, you allocate in dice in a game where everyone is a monster and you expect them to act civil Are you serious? Yes. The game is about eliminating people I'm and fragile, okay? You are fragile. <laughs> so King of Tokyo, a very big fan favorite. So we had to include it at least in honorable mentions. And, and are you me. are you a dog person, Priyam? Yes, I'm a dog person. Exactly. Then maybe you know a lot of dog people I know don't like kittens and that's why they love this game which is exploding kittens. <laughs> I really wish this was a video podcast so you could see the look on my face. The eye roll on. Oh <laughs> my god. But you know what? It's not just exploding kittens. We're talking about exploding kittens NSFW version, huh. which is the fun one. Yes. The artwork is hilarious whenever you introduce people to the game. Number one, they look at the box and they start laughing. When you keep explaining the rules, they're intrigued by the cards and they keep laughing. And throughout the game, they're just laughing at the funny stuff that's written on the cards. All right, I'm too much excited about the number one, so let's just reveal what okay, our number okay, one so is. Okay, okay, so let's lap, wrap up the honorable mentions and let's go. So, all right, number one. Number one. Oh. We have still, we are still divided on this. So it's a tie. It's a tie. Yes. It's a tie. All right, all right. But you know what? In our defense. The two games again very similar to each other. They're both abstract games. So all the games we had up till now were really thematic, which was the fun part. These both are abstract games and very easy to pick up. First one is Blocus, and the other one is Quirkle. Yes. So Blocus is, I think, one of the most popular games at your cafe, isn't it, Ranak? Yes. It is such a sweet and simple game where everyone has a Tetris-like. um uh, you know pieces yeah. and they have to place them on the you board you got to fit them on the board so the beautiful thing that i like about both these games are they are really intuitive yep okay so people pick them up very quickly and the gateway uh, aspect of it really shines out and i've seen like a lot of families enjoy this kids enjoy it adults enjoy it when you get a family so both these games are 2 to 4 players and uh, you have a bunch of pieces and you got to fit them on the grid or the board in front of you So Blocus is because there are four bright colors a white board really pretty transparent pieces and there's a lot of blocking and stuff involved as well so it teaches you all kinds of strategy and Quirkle is I think uh, it's like scrabble with patterns you know you yes. got to you got to fit in certain patterns colors it's a good teaching game as well for kids and it's just got enough strategy involved for it to be fun for all ages both these games take about 25 30 minutes or so to play and blocus and quirkle enjoyed by all kinds of people i've seen people play this repeatedly they also work as very good filler games and like you said that they work with uh, good with all uh, across all ages 
across all ages which like, is the even my a, grandma who can you know not you know be uh, come out of the bed sometimes and all that <laughs> she loves playing blockers she yeah she, and the for the good thing about gateway games is forget friends it's our family we need to convince at times as to why we are spending so much time playing board games so we need some games to um introduce our family have them warm up to the concept of tabletop gaming right exactly and these are light hearted games that so you don't have to explain there's a one or two rules maximum that you really have to really good yeah rules are easy fun to play short games so that's why they make it to the top of our list of Super. gateway games so there you have it top 10 Yeah these are our top 10 gateway games and we would really like it like to hear what are your top 10 games and do you agree with us do, do you disagree with yeah. us Is there something you would really think is a great gateway game but we haven't mentioned do let us know um follow us on Twitter write to us on our email address also watch out for the next episode Yes and next episode we'll be coming with more exciting things similar to this so stay tuned Stay tuned bye bye Oh, 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 oh,